welcome back, lords, ladies, and lovelies, to Black Girl Tea Party. I'm Yasmeen Hill. And I'm Aaliyah Dorsey. First things first, let's get right into the brew. Yasmeen, what is brewing for you this week? Today, my brew is soothing and strong and sweet and all of those things. Specifically, I wanted to talk about how um, an academic, Rachel Cargill, that I've been following for a really long time, that I really enjoy a lot of her work, came to our campus to speak with us uh, to kick off Women's History Month. And this was really exciting, specifically because Rachel Cargill is a Black woman, uh, specifies in like Black feminist thought, um, a lot of the things that I'm interested in as well. And we just had um, such a nice environment uh, to have this discussion, um, she and all of this was virtual over zoom so it's like 200 300 people on the zoom waiting to hear like this beautiful knowledge that she's going to bestow on us and she asked to keep the chat open and so you know the whole time people are asking questions engaging with each other and it was really um very communal uh i appreciated it a lot because it was one of the first times on my campus and like we've mentioned before that we go to pwi it was one of the first times on this campus that I felt very heard, felt very um, supported, and she asked a lot of really interesting questions, and I think the white folks in the Zoom had a lot of thinking to do about those questions. Specifically, specifically I think it was really refreshing that um, she held the white folks in the zoom to a higher standard of education of like well like what do you white people like in even in her speech she would direct questions specifically to white people with the assumption that like the black folks in the chat like already understood these um phenomenons have already experienced these sort of microaggressions have already like lived through uh some of that trauma at least to a, a degree and i think the recognition of that and just like the construction of the conversation in a way that like didn't re-entrench all of those like violence or like those traumas I thought was really refreshing. Um, yeah, and so I think it was it's just really interesting to see like because the space that she created in that moment is really similar or I guess what we on Black Girl Tea Party strive or aim to create all of the time. And so I think it's just really interesting when um, those basics exist either like auditorily, like on the podcast or um, visually like on this Zoom call or something like that. So I think it's really um, uplifting that we're not alone in doing this work. That was really a personal brew, but that's how, or yeah, it's a personal brew, but that's what I wanted to talk about. What's brewing for me this week is I recently discovered a new band called Meet Me at the Altar, um, and I am obsessed with their sound. Um, they are like a pop punk band, and I was super, super into pop punk when I was a teenager, and honestly, like, I cannot think, and I was very into pop punk, so I can I, I can't think of a band that has, like, black people in it, and, or people of color at all, and does pop punk means that maybe they're on a whole lot or any at all um and that's really what like drew me to them initially but also also their uh front person can sing like honestly homegirl be going off um and so i'm i'm like i've been streaming their stuff 
all week and I'm gonna continue streaming till the next week and I think all of you out there should stream music by me by Meet Me at the Altar. Uh, they were recently signed to Fueled by Ramen. Um, and if you don't know who Fueled by Ramen is, they're the same label that has signed bands like Painting at the Disco. Um, so I'm just really excited to get like maybe a full album and just more music from them and maybe get to see them on a show at some point because I'm already like a huge, huge, huge fan of their stuff. Um, if you want songs that I think you should listen to to like understand what their what their whole jam is. Uh, my favorites are Sane and Garden. I think those songs are really good. Um, so yeah, definitely stream Meet Me at the Altar on any app that you listen to. And with that, it's time for tea. Uh, this week we're talking about womanhood, which I think is really exciting. It's something that we've been planning for a really long time. And obviously, obviously, like the word womanhood is very hard to define. And even like the experiences under that are very deep. There's a lot of different um, lenses and experiences. And so I'm really excited to talk about this in a way that is not limited to cisgender black women. This week, we asked our ecosystem of black women and those who are women aligned to tell us about their unique experiences with blackness for our first episode of Women's History Month. We hope you enjoy hearing from them. Hi, um, my name is Michaela Hampton. I go by sheer pronouns. What does it mean to be a black woman or a woman aligned person? So I sat here and like studied this question and was like, not confused, more like thinking over it. Um, I feel like these are two separate things, but the same thing at the same time, because of course, like there are other races of women. Um, so first of all, being a black woman, you know, means that you're two minorities. <clears throat> um, first, you're a racial minority. Second, you're a minority in terms of gender. And with the being two minorities, there's always struggles. So I feel like being a black woman means that you're going to face a life of adversity and a life of struggles. However, with facing those things, we understand and we know that we're going to be able to pick ourselves back up from whatever happens and we'll be stronger from it. However, I did look up what it meant to be a woman and <laughs> the definitions were so blatantly sexist that it was absolutely insane. Um, it gave things such as like being good at housework and um, being more honest than men and being kinder. And I thought all of that was, I don't want to curse, but extreme BS because men can be the same. So giving definitions such as that doesn't make a person a woman. Uh, I feel like more it's how you are and how you identify. Hi friends, my name is Jordan and my pronouns are she, her. For me, being a black woman means a story of complications. Having a story that has a lot of twists and turns and so many strong or even weak developments. It is a story that's crafted to be complicated, but something that is all appreciated by everyone, even if sometimes people take it out of context or they don't truly get the message. 
to me, I think the question is like purposely broad because it makes me think about all of the other black women in my life that I know or that have shaped me, guided me, influenced me, all of those things. And to me, sometimes in, and I'm trying to phrase this in a way that is not destructive, to me, being a black woman is being resilient. Sometimes it is being um, strong in the face of adversity, but even recognizing how violent that trope is of like how we have to be strong in the face of adversity or we have to um, persevere regardless of, you know, the things being thrown our way. I think we've seen so many images of strong, the strong black woman coming before us that have really like shaped our own perspective as black women, whether as children um, going into adulthood. And so like, I definitely value the idea of strength. And I think it is something that is like very clear throughout the black community, but I don't want to rely fully on um, strength being the only determinant of black women or womanhood. I think being a black woman is being soft. Being a black woman is being creative. It's being artistic. It's being insightful and intellectual. There's so many black women thinkers that have influenced um, schools of thought that like influence uh, the same sort of like revolutionary or like radical work that we do all the time. And so I think um, black women are flexible. We are literally the, the blueprint in terms of music, fashion, hairstyles, accessories, and all of those things. So, Hello, everyone. My friends call me Ryu. My pronouns are she, her. I'm happy to be here. So let's jump right in. This question is like a big ball of different colored yarn for me. <laughs> the yarn itself is being a whole black woman in society as we know it. Every color represents an aspect of everything that makes up a black woman from their failures and triumphs to their stereotypes, mental health, labels, and trend setting energy. Being a black woman means being the glue that holds us together, the hellfire that burns it all down, and the dance moves on a tightrope whilst holding the weight of the world on their shoulders. Hi, so my name is Trinise. And I go by she and her pronouns. Um, I guess for me personally, um, perseverance is a definitely defining um feature of being a black woman. Um, because we have to deal with it so much. And we still pretty much come out on top no matter what. Hey, my name is Victoria Whitehead, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. To me, being a black woman means to persevere, to progress, and to celebrate. To persevere regardless of the culture and systematic roadblocks that we are greater than the mold culture often tries to confine us to. To progress is to achieve our goals because we will become the standard for future generations. To celebrate means learning and loving ourselves more and acknowledging the fact that we are magical because we excel in spite of it all. For me, in my experiences, black womanhood is honestly being in connection with other black women and women aligned people. I feel like there is something so sacred and special 
about being in a space that involves other black women or that other black women have had their hands on, you know? I think that there is, being a black woman feels like home. It feels like everything that is good about the world. Um, and in my personal experience, things that have made me feel really good about that and feel really proud to be a black woman have always been the experiences that I've had with other black women and being able to feel like someone gets you and those are the things that have always made me feel the most connected to my blackness in that way also I think like black womenhood is it is shaking the world you know it is like I really think that we are like we invent culture you know like I think we invent it we shape it we give it life we give it meaning and those are all the most beautiful things about being a black woman do I have a favorite pla- favorite moment as a black woman or woman online person no I don't uh not to get <laughs> sad but through my life I've never really been accepted by the african-american community um not by other people outside of my home and not by my parents or family members it was quite weird um if you have different interests it would seem that you just simply aren't black enough if you don't like stereotypical quote black end quote things i wasn't a fan of rap music my mother didn't allow me to listen to rap music when i was younger listen to k-pop and because of that um i was told that i didn't want to be black i wanted to be asian um i never really had a moment where it was my favorite moment being a black woman and i am hoping in the future that that does change and that there is a moment where i'm like yeah i'm a black woman and i'm proud of that you know my favorite moment of being black a black woman per se um i think yeah it was when i end up in a community with other black people i know when i saw black panther for the first time i saw a midnight screening and just sitting there surrounded by other black people i felt i felt very proud but as a black woman I think whenever I think of Princess Tiana, I used to cosplay as her often, but um, I haven't recently, obviously, COVID, but um, (laughs) uh, when I did cosplay as her, I always had the best time seeing young kids in conventions, and they just run and just collide into the, the skirt of my dress just so excited to see me and it just it just warmed my heart a lot I don't know if I have a favorite moment or memory um I think a lot of times I was raised by a single black mother and I grew up uh, just the three of us me my mom and my sister and so I think a lot of my favorite moments are just of us three being together and that might seem like corny but when I think about it it's just like spending time with my sister and my mom um whether it's just like going to Walmart or grabbing a coffee uh watch my mom and I love watching movies together and we talk about them all the time (laughs) during the movie um and so it's just like those moments of like staying up way too late and just having like really long conversations with each other, um, picking each other's brains and, um, you know, 
I think those moments are probably my favorite. They're the things that I miss the most when I'm away from home and what I look forward to the most when I when I go back home. I am a blurred, a black nerd. And my favorite things to absorb are video games, tabletop games, fantasy and sci-fi, anything. And of course, comic books or web comics at this point. Representation tends to come with a trade-off of certain stigmas for the portrayal of a character. Producers will ask, can you act blacker, sexier, angrier, louder, shriller? I mean, the other side of the spectrum can be just as terrible too. Can you act less black, more subservient, more non-confrontational or softer spoken? Make yourself small in a sense. My favorite moments are being pleasantly surprised by black representation that doesn't end in a trope. I'm not talking black Barbies or sitcom moms. Those are great. We need them, but we need more. Enter Nichelle Nichols as I'm going to butcher this. Nyota Aurora. She was from the original Star Trek. Whoopi Goldberg as Gwynnon Guinan in Star Trek The Next Generation and my absolute favorite Gina Torres from literally everything sci-fi and fantasy especially from my childhood it's thanks to them and their character portrayals that I could see myself as capable of more within a genre I love to my very core more moments came but nothing compared to my first sightings that is of course until a few years ago when I was blown away by the sheer number of black women that I had found and women aligned that tabletop RPGs brought to the forefront. DMing or playing or being part of the fandom, literally anything. But I think that's a story for another time. Um, I think my most recent favorite moment as a black woman would probably be listening to brown skin girls by Beyonce for the very first time it felt beautiful like I never weirdly haven't felt that celebrated for my existence as long as I can remember on such a grand scale like it was magical to just be celebrated like that and I remember just feeling so happy my favorite memory of moment um it would probably be I went to a club basketball game like I was a driver we won the game but I vividly remember looking at the order that order our players sat in, they sat in an order that was like similar to a color swatch palette. Like I should have taken a picture of it, cause I don't know why it was just like a magical moment. The seating order wasn't intentional or anything like that. But what made the memory awesome was like all these various shades of brown, and it was just like a beautiful thing. It was like the personification of unity and diversity. Like we're stronger together when we all come together despite of our differences, and that was just awesome to me. I don't know if I can really think of an all-time favorite moment. Um, currently, 
my favorite moments that I get to have right now is I talked about this a few episodes ago where I joined a D&D group that is made up of like black women and women aligned people um and it is great um I think that there is so much safety and getting to be in these like fantasy spaces with other black women I think that there's so much like beauty and not having to constrict yourself or censor yourself because you are in the presence of people who like get you on that level um and I think that's probably been one of my most favorite moments of black womanhood and black womanhood solidarity um in the past couple of months I've I've loved that so much um so yeah those are probably my favorite moment can I remember a time when I loved myself the most yes this would have to be more recently though um recently I remember talking to um, my significant other about a tiktok he sent me in which there was a white man who was dressed up like a old white lady and there was like this point of view you bring your black friend home or whatever and this white person had to sit down in a rocking chair pretended to be an old person and said get that jigaboo out of my house now he found it funny and I then had to explain to him that that was a racial slur and shouldn't be said about anyone because it's a ter- it's terrible. And then I went down a rabbit hole of not only racial slurs, but the use of the N-word and just our history. And I read a bunch of slave narratives, which is a whole nother ball game. But I read a bunch of slave narratives and I sat there and I thought like, our people, my ancestors are so very strong that it's absolutely insane like it's it's crazy and I was very proud at that moment that um I come from people who face adversity and face struggles and we're not on top yet but we came out much better than we were back then um and it makes me know that like even in the future when I face struggles, I myself will be able to get over those struggles. You Hopefully, you always hope. It was always kind of hard to love myself, especially when it came to matters of my gender or my race. I think I don't really recall a strong moment, but I think one that really got to me was whenever the Black Lives Matter movement became like really big um whether it be during the mike brown situation trayvon martin or even with um with what happened last summer in 2020 just seeing our community come together warmed my heart and made me feel that maybe people care and i do love seeing others around others who are like me and look like me and they have love so even if it's not like a strong love for myself i still feel that i can at least love my community a moment that i loved myself the most i love this question because it makes you think about you know how you think about yourself we talk a lot on the show about 
um, perceptions of herself based off of like societal standards of beauty or um, success. And I think it's really, one, I think it's smart, but I also think it's necessary to do this sort of work of like thinking about how how you love yourself, one, but like two, when those moments happen. And so um, even just doing like my own work or like just trying to work on myself and my own mental health, I try not to um, tether my academic success to um, the way that I treat myself. And that is a really hard battle. So I guess specifically what I mean is like, if I'm working on a project or if I'm doing something that requires a lot of time, sometimes I will forget to do very basic self-care things like eat or, um, make my bed or something like that, take care of my animals or even just like massage my scalp, even like paint my nails, something like that. Um, And so in those moments, I, or I guess actively, I've been trying to like separate those two things and realize that like my academic success or like my productivity in the workplace doesn't determine or should not never determine like the way that I treat myself. Um, So I've been trying to actively take um, moments to away from my roommates, away from everybody to just like do that sort of recharging. And so if I'm meditating or if I'm doing yoga, if I'm like actively thinking about um, what emotions I'm having, I think those are the times that I really appreciate myself. I try to use or think about myself with more loving language. Sometimes we can be our biggest enemy. And so a lot of times I like to think about, um, you know, like, hey, you're doing a good job today, Yasmin, or um, this the XYZ thing didn't work out the way that you wanted to, but you know, it's going to be okay. And like, you still did the best that you could. And so I just try to, um, you know, insert that like positive language and not in a toxic way, but it's just in like a recognition of like the emotions that I'm having, recognizing that it's okay that I'm having those emotions. And then like, um, valuing that, like, I am aware enough to have them. And so I don't know if if that even answers the question. Because I do love myself. I love myself. um, Not all the time. I think that's hard to do. But definitely something that I think we can all work on. But I think it's specifically important for black women to do that work too. So this is a daily struggle for a multitude of reasons for myself at least self-actualization self-esteem and self-worth are on skipping turntables for me lots of ups and downs i'd have to say my lowest point has to be from my childhood i was asked what i wanted to be when i grew up my answer of course was a white man so that i can do whatever i wanted (laughs) Uh, that answer shocked everyone in the room. My teachers who also didn't correct me or disagree with me. They just laughed it off and let me go about my day. But then they promptly told my mom who corrected me by saying something that sticks with me uh, generally every single day. She said, being a black girl can be a struggle. I know that. But I promise the fight is worth it. In the end, you can do whatever you put your mind to, but you just have to work so much harder to get there. 
I know it doesn't sound fun, but being a strong black woman is exactly what you need to be before anything else. And now, at my highest point, I can proudly say, and this is without commas, of course, <laughs> I am a strong black woman who is a masculine presenting lesbian, a super blurred, that also is a beginner professional DM on a podcast called Roll for Luck. Yes, this is a shameless plug as well. But it's because that is my passion project and a stepping stone for a journey to who knows where. I'm ready for that journey. It's given me a purpose, which helps me love myself with all of my quirks. It helps me love my choices with little to no regrets. And it's given me a new wall to Kool-Aid man through as another marginalized person in the tabletop role-playing game world in general. It's helped me find my place. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm trying to like block out all the self-deprecation humor that I really do towards myself, which is very toxic, by the way. But honestly, I... I don't think I could think think of of a of a specific moment where I could say I love myself and whatnot. I have a big issue with self loathing. I don't know what that is. Could it be with the fact that people like me? are rarely associated with positive attributes like being beautiful, being delicate, or could it be like, I don't know, like a me thing? I really don't know, honestly, but I know I do like myself the most when I create things great things that I really like. Hmm. A time when I love myself the most. There isn't a time, but rather a moment when I knew I needed to love myself more. I was doing too much, working multiple jobs and taking like 18 course credit hours, and I was just like exhausted and burnt out. And I fell asleep while driving and totaled out my car. I was okay and just and I returned to work a couple of days later. And when I went back to work, I learned that my coworker had died in a similar car accident. It was just like this surreal moment because we were identical from our demographics to our life schedules, even the way we had our accidents. And then like a week or so later after after her death, they replaced her. And it was at that moment that I realized I was jeopardizing I was jeopardizing my mental, emotional, and physical health for nouns, people, places, and things that I was expendable to. It was like, Victoria, you're making money and you're gaining work experience, but what's the point of knowledge if you become unable to use it? Like, if you don't prioritize your own well-being, like, who will? This is really hard for me. Uh, my whole life journey has been about self-love. Um... I feel like I probably loved myself the most. I feel like I attached all of my like self-worth to like my accomplishments and to like my 
physical appearance. I feel like it's on days when I feel like I've put together like a good fit, you know? Like I um I've worn like my favorite shirt, which is like this well, my mom thinks it's a really like horrendous looking Hawaiian shirt, but it's my favorite shirt. When I put that on and I'm wearing like um I usually like wear jeans or I like tuck it into a cute skirt when I'm wearing that and I'm wearing like my cute like funky fun earrings and my fro is like large and moisturized and my face is beat is probably the time where I feel the best about myself I feel like I'm entering into like bad bitch mode when that happens um I feel like those are the moments but also also really like early in the morning when I'm moisturizing my hair I try to think really good thoughts about my afro because I think that'll like improve its growth I know it's really funky and weird but I do I try to like take extra care with it in the morning and when I'm doing my hair I'm like I'm just like in relaxation mode you know I take that I take that time early in the morning to really like paper myself as much as I can before I gotta go to class I like I'm in the shower I'm lotion I'm brushing my teeth I'm doing my skincare and then at the end of my routine I'm like putting in my leave-in conditioner, putting in my hair milk because my ends don't need extra moisture. And I'm like spraying some stuff on my ends so that they can stay curly throughout the day. And then I'm like picking up my afro and I'm thinking about how much I love having my afro and how I've worked very hard to get it to the state that it is and how much I feel like my most true self when I have it and how I never want to be be without it, you know? Because uh, I love having my afro so much. So those are probably the moments when I, I love being me the most. Is when early in the morning when I'm not really beholden to anybody yet. And I'm doing my afro. And I'm going to go out into the world and be a bad bitch. And whatever fit that I put on. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, what have other black women or women aligned people done for you? I think I mentioned a question before that... Um, in my life, I haven't really been accepted by my community. However, I did join a Discord group for D&D, exclusively for Black women. And when I tell you these women, um, I view them as the friends that I never had is absolutely insane. Um, they make me, you know, happier and, you know, just... They're one of the reasons I'm more excited to get up in the morning. Uh, I enjoy talking to them, and I'm glad that they make me feel like I have a place where I know that there are people who relate to me, and a place where I know that um, if I need to talk to someone, that I can talk to someone, and that if someone needs to talk, they they can talk to me. You know what I mean? It's it's a very positive feeling. For me, the black community, or at least women. They made me feel like I'm okay, that despite everything, despite the stresses and the depression and the doubts, seeing black women just say it's going to be okay, whether it be on online or in person, knowing that I matter, it helps me wake up every day and want to try to be that comfort for someone else. And I guess that's really it. Like I said before, I was raised by a single black woman, so... 
like on a very basic level, black women have done everything for me. They've impacted me in such a very strong way just because I was raised almost exclusively by women and the women in my family that I viewed, uh, my cousins, my aunts, my mom were working women. They had to do a lot. They had to do a lot of that uh, juggling that we see black women do all the time. And they definitely taught me how to be my best self how and like that has given me the confidence to reach for the stars in terms of my dreams and my goals and so I don't think that there's anything that I can do to like thank them enough for that but even now I'm thinking about like the women that have impacted me specifically um since I've entered college I think a lot about my mentors in the media studies department um Michelle Prettyman, who was on our film episode a couple of weeks ago, definitely a huge impact on me. I think that was the first time I had seen a black woman uh, who was established in a career that I could definitely see myself in. And, and so like, that's a question of representation of like, oh, if I see someone who looks like me or has a similar background as me occupying a space that I want to be in, then there, you know, there's nothing in my way of like being able to occupy that space um, when I get to that point in my life. And so I think a lot about her. I think a lot about my um, influences in the debate world who have specifically influenced me to like stay in the activity, even though sometimes it can be a little stressful or uh, structurally violent against black folks. Um, when I think about the black women who engaged in the activity, engaged in public speaking in the way that I do, um, that is definitely a huge influence to me as well. Uh, And even still, like, in the debate sphere, I think about my partner, Cameron Dawkins, who's on the show also um, for our Black Feminism episode, and who's been my debate partner since I started the activity, influences me all the time, um, urges me to be my best self, brings out, I think, the best and uh, smartest me and so that's really um exciting um to think about how all these other women even even Aaliyah impacts me all the time um we've known I don't think we've talked about our background a whole lot but we've known each other since we were freshmen and we immediately clicked because of that like communal feeling of oh this person who can relate to me on so many different levels wants to do this thing. I'm not in this alone. And so even my relationship with Aaliyah impacts me all the time. And now we're at a place where we're doing exactly the thing that we want to be doing. And really, this is just the beginning. So these are pretty easy answers. Here we go. Giving me life and direction in the form of the matriarchs in my family, my grandmother, my mom my aunts even with budding heads I've learned so very much from each and every one of them I don't think I would have formed the way I am without them black women and women aligned people have given me the spirit of fight back in the form of Harriet Tubman Audre Lorde and Marsha P. Johnson just to name my top three but really and truly black women and women aligned people have given so much more and there are just too many to thank I don't want to miss someone if I have to list them here but it's very hard to 
not look around or pay attention to the things that I have, the mindset that I have learned and not want to thank a black woman? A lot. (laughs) I feel like although the world is pretty much against us, like it is, overall we always have each other's back um like we really do um they really help um I only really feel safe and comfortable unless I am around other black women like I will feel completely comfortable to an extent but but if I can't put my finger on it, but it feels like we're all a family, weirdly enough, even though, like, I could be talking to a black woman or woman-aligned person who is, like, older than me or even younger than me from a whole different state or even continent, and we will still get each other and understand each other. And I think that camaraderie, I think that's the term, or, well, the sense of community is pretty much the most that other Black women and from presenting black women, I mean, black people have done for me, like the sense of you are not alone. I see you and I understand you is so relieving. It makes me feel human. Have other black women impacted me? Other black women have impacted me through the stories and lessons they shared. These women are an invaluable resource in my life for their humble, open, and transparency. Listening to their past experiences and the things they wish they knew have helped me navigate through several professional and personal situations that could have potentially been disastrous. Words cannot express my appreciation for these women, especially like being a black woman and not really having, not really having a social perspective about how things really are it's like when you go in for like, um, when you start looking for internships, your professors p- prepare you. It's like, okay, yeah, you need to have this on your resume. You need to have cover letters, this, that, and whatnot. But if you don't have a professor that looks like you or can, or can actually understand that place from where you're coming from and looking for internships, like they're giving you the good advice. They're giving you the tools that you need, but they can't give you that additional perspective about like the subliminal things you kind of need to be aware of and watch out for. So yeah. (laughs) What have other black women or women aligned people done for you? Oh my God. I, I honestly, I think when I am at the worst of myself, it has been other black women and women aligned people who have like, made all of that much better um I think I learned about what black womanhood is from like my sister and my mom who are badass and 
what I'm continuing from them in my adulthood is to like not so take no shit you know I feel like I'm I'm a very like soft person um and I I tend to let a lot of people like walk over me in my life because I feel like I need to like make myself small so that other people don't feel intimidated by me and like that isn't really doing me any justice and I'm like just learning now that like that's actually a huge disservice to me personally um and so what I've learned from them and what I'm always learning from them is that like the things that I say and the things that I do and the things that I want mean things and I deserve to have them and like honestly I think I've learned from other black women to like assess what I'm going to start calling like my divine right you know like I I deserve to have people respect me I deserve that people treat me like a human being and like even though like that is the bare minimum like those are the things that I should be demanding of other people and if they don't want to give it to me then they are people who I need in my life you know um and so that's what other black women have taught me and I think that comes from people not respecting those decisions a whole lot and so then you have to find a way to make them um and other black women have like only encouraged me to do that only encouraged me to make sure that I make myself known but also like have made me feel safe at the same time after I do that because oftentimes asserting yourself as like a black woman is not the safest thing to do but I think other black women and women aligned, women aligned people have made me feel safe afterwards and have like comforted me in those moments where people think that they can violate those parts of me um and they've made sure that like I'm safe and that I'm okay and I think that like nothing else is gonna compare to that you know and I'm always learning lessons like that from black women women aligned people you know and that's a wrap for our episode this week. Thank you so much, ladies and lovelies, for joining us this week. We loved hearing from you. Yasmin, where can our listeners find you? Uh, our listeners can find me on Instagram. I'm at Yasmin underscore S-A. Aaliyah, where can our listeners find you? I am at It's Aaliyah Dorsey on Twitter and Instagram. As always, follow us at Black Girl Tea Party on Instagram and search Black Girl Tea Party on Facebook and at Black Girl Tea Time on Twitter to stay up to date with us and with episodes. Also, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our show. You can also send us an email at blackgirlteaparty at gmail.com. Send us questions, ask for advice, or just tell us how much you love the show. We would love to hear from you. Remember to love often and with all your heart. Thank you all for joining us this week. Our sources are all listed in the caption. Please love each other and yourselves, and we'll see you next week.